Today's snippet series is generously sponsored by the Saka family in memory of the patriarch of the family, Joseph Saka. This evening's snippet is sponsored by Harold and Gila Saltzman in memory of Yosef Noach ben Yitzchak Isaac. Joseph Saltzman, as your side, is the second of Nisan. We are uh, still uh, making our way through the bracha after Krishma and Mesviyatsev. We're up to the sentence, Alav Oseinu v'aleinu al-baneinu v'aldoro oseinu v'akodoro zari Yisrael avadecha. We are acknowledging, we're validating, we're affirming the truth, the authenticity, how compelling, how dynamic, how vibrant Torah is. We've described Dvarav, these things are chayim v'kayamim. They have a life. They're not ancient, they're not archaic, they don't belong in an ark, they're not something that sits in a library or a museum. The Torah and mitzvos, they inform, they inspire, they animate our very being every single day of our life. And why is that and from where do we get that? So that's what we say now. Allah Voseinu, for our fathers, Vialenu and for us, Al Banenu and for our children. Al Dorosenu for generations. And for all the generations of the Jewish people, for all of our progeny of Zeri Yisrael Avadecha, we describe the Jewish people that we are here to be of service. We are servants to you, Hashem. We've been saying about each of these sentences that seem to be neglected. Shma, we concentrate for. Maybe we tune out, we get back into it for the Amidah, but these sentences, maybe I'm just talking about myself, but these sentences, each are so beautiful and powerful in their own right, and this is another. The description of the intergenerational commitment to Torah and mitzvos. Where do we get it from? Our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents. They lived and they knew and they, they announced their commitment to Hashem, to mitzvos. They did it explicitly, they did it implicitly through the sacrifices and the compromises they made through their mysterious nefesh throughout their lives. And because of that, we inherited from them. There's a very important point to make here. comes up again at the beginning of the Amidah. We start out Shemona Asrei. It's a little preview to Siddur Snippets Amidah. We say, the, uh, we begin the Shemona Asrei, Our God and the God of our forefathers. Why do we invoke and why do we mention both? Why do we talk about Hashem, the Hashem of those who come before and our Hashem? Are we chas v'shalom suggesting there are multiple deities, multiple gods, there are different relationships that happen? Of course not, chas v'shalom. We just proclaim Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad. There is one God, the uniqueness, the exclusivity. There is only one, Kodesh Baruch there is one Melech Malachim Lachim in the world. So why do we relate to Him in that dual way? Why do we describe him as both the God of our forefathers and of us? Because the answer is that every Yid, every Jew needs to live in both of those dimensions and informed by both of those relationships. On the one hand, when I don't feel it, when I'm not connected, when I feel distance, when I'm uninspired, when it's not speaking to me, I nevertheless am a link in the chain. I'm connected to the Rebona Shalom through my parents and grandparents. I don't want to be the one to end that Jewish story, that continuity, that responsibility in this world. That maybe if I, even I can't connect to it, but what I've been told from those who come before, who were closer and who were present at Sinai, that is my relationship with Hashem. Perhaps it's not mine in that moment. Maybe I don't feel connected. Maybe I haven't experienced it individually. But it's a lokei avoseinu. But a Jew at the same time simultaneously feels my ribono shalom, my God. It's not only the God of my parents and grandparents. I don't only connect him because of the stories and the family narrative I've been told, but there's my journey and my discovery. There's my relationship and there's my ongoing, fluctuating, fluid conversation with Hashem. 
So just like the beginning of the Amidah, we take those three steps forward and begin that conversation. We say, Hashem, I'm here. Here I am. And I'm here and driven by two things. Number one, I'm here because I'm a link in the chain. I'm continuing those who came before. But I'm also here because I alone, even if there was no one else who had discovered you, I too, independent of those who came before, I also have a relationship. I also feel gratitude. I also submit and surrender. I also have things to ask from you. And similarly, we say here, Allah Voseinu, for our fathers, for the people who came before, Vialenu. In other words, it's not a Yiddish kite. Tragically, there are too many people who tell the next generation, you know why you have to be observant? You know why you have to be from? You know why you have to be Shomer Torah and Mitzvos? Uh, your grandparents survived the Holocaust, and you're going to walk away. And you know what young people turn and they say today when you tell it to them? By the way, for my generation, that worked. I don't mean the guilt, but the sense of responsibility, of continuity. You're going to walk away? You're going to abandon? You're going to end this story? Even if it doesn't speak to you, even if you're not connected to it, even if you're not inspired or passionate about it, but still you have responsibility. It's a family narrative, a family tradition, the people who come before. You know what happens today when you tell that to a young person? What does that have to do with me? That's nice, my grandparents, my parents, that, what does that have to do with me? How dare you ask me to live an unhappy life because for somehow, some reason, I need to continue what you started. That was good for you, now I'm choosing for me. It doesn't speak to them. So a Yiddishkeit that's informed only by al Avoseinu today hits a wall. So it has to be not only a Yiddishkeit of al Avoseinu, but a Yiddishkeit of the Aleinu. It has to be personal. And for us, it has to be what's best for us. Rabbi Lu, Bishmuel Lu, a veteran, Mechanech in Chabad, who was our guest this past Shabbos, spoke Shabbos afternoon about Chinuch. He said, I thought a brilliant insight. He said, in any negotiation in business, everyone knows that the key to negotiation in business is for the other party to believe they need it more than you do. When you have the other party believe that they need it more than you, then you'll be successful in the negotiation. The moment the other party believes that you need it, now you have the lower hand. The upper hand is for the other party to believe they need it more than you do. And he said, chinuch education, whether at home or in school, is essentially a series of negotiations. And our children need to know that they need what we're teaching more than we do. They're not doing it for us. Don't just do it because Allah v'aseinu. Do it because v'aleinu. You want to live the most meaningful and purposeful life, the happiest, most pleasurable life, a life that's filled with meaning, v'aleinu. And then not just for you, v'albaneinu. You want your children a continuity? You want a connection? You want a community? It's these three generations. Allah v'aseinu v'aleinu v'albaneinu v'aldoroseinu v'aldoroseinu Yisrael v'adecha. This sentence alone is so powerful. It's a mission statement and a motto of what we're doing and why we're doing it, of the vision, the dream we have for the result of it, and it should inform the way we approach it. The Alavoseinu part, the Aleinu part, and the Albanenu part. And only when we have those three generations, Lobim Hiri and Atek Den, we'll have a Mirza Hashem, a Chazaka, and a continuity and a success.